the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. You, your money, your life, your dreams. The answers are here. This is Rob Black. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Woo! That means we got the CFP in the house. Chad Burton, how are you? Excellent, Rob. How are you? You're excellent, huh? Yeah. Even with this economy. With this economy, you've had a nice rebound, a lot, a lot more excellent than I was first first quarter of the year, right? I suppose. Yeah. So, so stock market is. Uh, what correlation do you see between stock market and economy? Um, because we boy. have gotten some people who are cynical that think the stock market's going to collapse again because the economy is not getting better. Well, again, there's, um, you know, in City, one of the stories out there today, CIT, um, you know, there there is still a bit of a risk of a double-dip recession with the lack of liquidity in small businesses right now. So that's an issue. I think we're going to rally here, and I, I wouldn't surprise me if we have a decent pullback. Um, it's going to be a kind of a, you know, two steps forward, two steps back type of a market, I think, for another six months until we have real solid proof and real, you know, two or three quarters worth of trends showing that we're no longer moving down or sideways that we're starting to move up. Now we had a caller in the last hour that basically he's mad at Goldman Sachs. He's mad that Henry Paulson bailed them out and let Lehman fail and basically let Bear Stearns get sold for pennies on the dollar. Um, I, I responded with, we need investment bankers and investment brokers. And the, the analogy that I gave is like, look, if there's a nuclear Holocaust and there's only 10 men left and there's five women and, Ten of those, six of those men die of uh, you know nuclear cancer. I still got to make babies. I, I'm not mad at <laughs> Goldman Sachs for doing business. I'm not mad that they make billions of dollars. I'm in, I'm counting on them. I need them. I they need without Goldman Sachs, world economies grind to a halt. Without Goldman Sachs, the um, bad companies also don't necessarily get thrown in the Darwinian wood chipper. Um, you know, part of this is the companies that have a lot of cash and managed correctly through all this, they're going to go out and buy the competitors that are not being well run, but might have great product or uh, intellectual property or whatever it may be and come out even stronger. And you need a Goldman Sachs to kind of, you know, manage those deals, to get those deals through, to finance those deals. So, I mean, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs are very necessary in our economy for sure. Now, mortgage rates, they're at their lowest level since May. One way to fight inflation, Chad, if inflation comes, is to have a lot of debt. A lot of people don't realize that mortgages are wonderful because they don't reset. They don't change. The the, the dollar actually gets weaker with time due to inflation. It's an odd concept. Care to comment? Care to elaborate? Well, I see what you mean. I, here's, here's the deal. If you have a ton of equity in your home, that money is sitting in the walls of your house and is losing value at the rate of inflation because the house goes up and down in value no matter what you owe on it. Um, and so, you know, put the 20 to 30% down and have a nice size mortgage is what you're saying, especially for younger people. However, if you're going to do that, make sure you've got, you know, six to 12 months worth of uh, income set aside so that you can pay all your expenses plus that big fat mortgage if you lose your job. Um, because, yeah, it can help you fight inflation, but it also can be a, 
a disaster if you uh, go through a job loss without any emergency reserves. Not sure if you heard about this, but um, our government, President Barack Obama, he promised transparency when he got elected. Then he pushed the cap and trade through overnight. God. Which yeah. it's going to have ramifications. And now he's trying to push health care through pretty much so overnight. And that's that's troublesome. Um, inside this health care package, there's going to be a, 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 a slice for pets. Health care is now a right for you. And it's now a right for our pets, so we're going to be able to take our pets to the vet and, and have low copays. It's only a right when you have a choice. So unless it's you know a choice, it's basically being shoved down your throat. I, I can't. I, I literally. Some of my biggest fears are coming through with this administration. Um, you know, one of the stories that I wanted to hit on today was uh, you know Timothy Geithner. He's out running around making his speeches first in Saudi Arabia, now he's in Paris, and. Uh, Basically, what he said was, "We're going to handle this the right way." Where his, his words were basically that he's seen durable and very important signs of a recovery in the financial system. He's not naming exactly what, but he warned against repeating the mistakes of the 1930s and withdrawing stimulus too soon. If you increase taxes, you're withdrawing stimulus too soon. I don't understand how these people cannot get these what people. they're doing. I, I'm serious. I mean, these people. I, it's... Are you referring to blacks? <laughs> no, I'm, for, I'm referring to the man. Wasn't it McCain who referred to those people? I don't know. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> now, Chad, wow. you totally missed my joke. I, 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 I threw a huge amount of setup into it. The whole healthcare reform that now the Obama administration is going to put pets and they're going to add that to healthcare. You didn't even comment. That didn't even shock you. You glossed right over it. I swear nothing shocks me with this administration. Do you really think our government would put a right for animal health care? <laughs> Potentially. It depends on how big the lobby is. Well, think about this, Chad. There's a, a woman that I used to work with, Pam Kruger. She's a little uh-huh. bit off the rocker. Um, when, she, when she flies, she has to have her dog with her so that you know she considers her dog a person or, and the dog calms her down. She'll probably want to sue the U.S. government so that her dog can get health care. Could be. Could be. Pam's not listening, right? I don't care anymore. I've burned every bridge in my career possible. <laughs> Look, I've already called CBS Nothing cheap left. today. I've already called CBS cheap for firing three people, just, you know, create one job. Um, yeah, I've, but Pam Kruger worked with me on that uh, horrible, horrible show. Uh, it was a PBS show that I did. Uh, what was that called? On the money. Oh, the money track. Yeah, yeah, money track. There we go. And honestly, it was produced. She got some government money because of Enron WorldCom. And uh, she basically took money in to pay for her house in Maine. So she's taking this government settlement money, but she's building a house in Maine with it. And she's producing a TV show. She's not paying the people she's working with. She's producing it on the fly. It's just, it just goes to show you what, what incredible waste there is in our society. Well, yeah. And, and then, again, getting back to this, it's, I know you threw me a softball pitch there for, for the pet coverage on the government health care plan. But you know someone's going to report that tonight. As yeah. heard on the Rob Black show, your dog will get free health care. <laughs> Government blue paws. Um, oh, that's cute. Blue paws. Blue paws. Well, that's 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 real. Blue paws insurance, right? But the, getting back to this Timothy Geithner thing, Rob, because this is just, it's killing me. I read this this morning, and I've been a little bit angry all day long because he said he warns against repeating the mistakes of the 1930s and withdrawing stimulus too soon. So, okay, who has the ability to create jobs out there? corporations, small business owners, right? Right. And most small business owners that are successful, yeah, they might make 
200, $250,000 a year to be able to have 10, 15, 20, 30 employees, right? Sure. Well, right now, the, the, if you're at you know, your marginal bracket at 250000 you're at a 35% marginal federal bracket. Now, that's automatically going to go up to 39% in 2011 anyway, right? So another 4% tax. And then the government's talking about another 5% surcharge on top of that, which gets you to 44% federal bracket before you even pay state taxes. And then they're talking about taxes on small business owners if they don't provide health insurance and, and other things. I mean, you're talking 50% in some cases before they even pay the state taxes. And, and then on top of that, capital gains taxes automatically going from 15 to 20% after 2010. So we've got, uh, you know, and, and the, one of the big problems with the Great Depression is protectionism that they created, all these uh, uh, taxes on, on imports and things like that, and it, it slowed everything down. And I think raising the tax brackets to the other upper income level, where that's where the ability to create jobs is, is a massive mistake. And I think people should pick up the phone, call their representatives, and say, look, big government doesn't work. Just look at California. It's, you know, basically doesn't have enough cash. Well, exactly. It's, and you can promise things like, you know, Funding for schools. You can promise things like uh, welfare programs like California did 20, 30 years ago. And then 20, 30 years later, when there's a blip in the system, the economy slows down. We're now talking about unemployment not ever going back to 4 to 5%, but maybe 6.4% will be the new norm. We're not going to be able to fund these programs. And then no. that's where the fight comes. And Obama, he's, co- he's going to cover $300 billion of this health care package, which is a trillion-dollar health care package. It may be more than that. So there's going to be a $700 billion shortfall from the get-go, which means more taxes down the road. And again, you can only tax the wealthy so much. You know who's going to get taxed next? People who own a three-bedroom house because the people who own a two-bedroom house feel like they should have been in a three-bedroom house. Mm -hmm. Then the people who are renting, they're going to say, tax the people in two-bedroom houses. Something else is going to get taxed in our lifetime that people are going to freak out over, or they'll take away the interest deduction on owning a home because they need to save money. I'd like them to take away the interest deduction on a home because um, I think it was there in the 1970s to create home ownership. And I, I think we've got home ownership now. Yeah. I don't think they should take it away unless they change the overall tax system. Well, I mean, it's it, the, the tax system as we see it as a see, joke. Unlike you, Chad, I'm, I'm willing to give up. <laughs> you want it all. All right. Well, we'll rerun your tax return without the home interest deduction and see how you like it. I don't mind. So all it is is going to put more money in the hands of the government. Which okay, okay, that's, you win. The, that's you all win. who is hiring right now, you, and there's something wrong with that. You know who I hate right now? Who's that? Heidi. <laughs> Why is that? I've decided I hate old people because they don't pay income tax. I've decided I hate baby boomers because they bought two houses and over leveraged our economy. I've decided I hate babies because they don't pay income taxes. Um, I now hate Heidi because she's in her 30s and she saved nothing for retirement, and she she laughs at it. She's like, ah, well, well whatever. So I'm going to have to bail her out or someone's going to have to bail her out down the road because when she turns 60, she ain't going to be living off, you know, $1,000 a month from the government. Well, you never know. That's the plan, I think. So she wants to be entitled. Yeah, it's an awful – and that countries that end up with that are countries that have sideways to no growth. Okay. Okay. So Chad Burton's going to do a seminar one Thursday from tonight. So yeah. seven days from tonight. It's going to be in San Rafael, Four Point Sheraton. And it's going to be Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. You can sign up for it at robblack.com at robblack.com. It's like this show, but R-rated. There is nudity. <laughs> not not that weak psychological kind. We're talking about skin. 800-345-5639. You get your calls in the air, and you can sign up at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll come back and talk more money and financial issues.
This is Rob Black on Talk 910 KNEW. Chad, name the singer. Kill you. Anything financial I can remember. Um, I can't. I can't remember. Come Sorry. on, he's Canadian. That's your first hint. Corey something. Corey is something is correct. It is correct. It's Corey Hart. Thank you. All right. Wow. I think this Proud was, of myself. This was released in 1983, and it's one of those videos. If you go YouTube, sunglasses at night. It didn't be, age well. It didn't age well. <laughs> Not much from the early '80s aged terribly well, to no. be quite honest with you. You know me. I you know I hated '80s music, and I'm like one of the only people that I know that hated '80s music. And you and I already always argue about it. You know what he does today? What's that? He writes music for the world' greatest singer ever, Celine Dion. Oh good. Oh, okay. I'll let you have that opinion. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> I saw her on Oprah a couple weeks ago, and she's singing about her. Uh, until she turned sideways and then you couldn't see her anymore. No, no. She uh, was singing about her husband, Rudy, or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And she, she looks at the camera and she clenches her fist. And she's like, I, he must have cheated on her or something like that because she starts bawling. So, oh, wow. <laughs> it's good entertainment. Personal stuff. Personal stuff. Now, President Obama has just come out with an idea that he's putting into the health care package. He wants all Americans to make four babies. Four babies per family so that we could afford this health care package because we're going to have to... Send them off to Walmart to work and uh, create more income taxes. Yeah, they have four, and the government's going to tax 50% of your children and take two of them Heidi, and put them you, to work. <laughs> they're going to take our children? <laughs> yes. That's in the tax healthcare 50% package? 50% of everything. It's going to be like the Pied Piper? They're going to put them, they're going to take our children in the night? Yep. Heidi, you going to have four children to help the economy? She says no. <laughs> John in San Jose. John, what say you? I just, uh, my fiance and I, we're getting married in a couple months. We just bought a house. And um, my question is, after all of our, like, contributions to 401Ks and everything like that, which we put about maybe 12% of our income um, into, um, we have probably about twelve to 1300 a month extra. Um, so my question is, where does it, when does it pay to put more towards your principal versus contributing more to, like, retirement and investments? I would never put more towards principal. It goes against my, my nature. Now, Chad, I'll let you comment, and then I'll support or disagree with you. Sure. I mean, the best financial plans have the most flexibility, and the most flexibility is is that you keep your mortgage now for the tax breaks and everything else. You invest the money, and that way in you know, 15, 20 years, if you can retire, then you can choose whether or not you want to pay off your mortgage if it makes sense then. But if you pay down your mortgage now, the money that you put into the walls of the house loses money at the rate of inflation, that your house goes up and down in value no matter how much you pay for it. Um, so I, I, younger people should not make extra payments on their mortgage as long as their mortgage is where they can afford it. So your next steps is that you want what you'd want to do. Obviously, if you're eligible for a Roth IRA, fund those for each of you. If not, you can fund non-deductible IRAs where you put the money in to an IRA account. It's not deductible. You file a form 8606 showing the government, hey, it's not deductible, and and, uh, next year you'll be able to convert that into a Roth. So you do that this year, Um, and then starting next year, just start saving into a good total stock market index fund until you've got about a year's worth of income saved up in that, and that's really your next goal. And here's some more color on it, John. Are you maxing out your 401k? 
Um, well, I have a I have a um, a retirement fund, and I put four percent into my four hundred one k. Okay, every um, dollar that you put into your four hundred one k is actually one hundred cents. Every dollar that you pay off your mortgage with is seventy two cents because you yeah. paid twenty eight cents in taxes. Okay, so it's you're automatically saving twenty eight percent. Okay, um, you're going to build equity anyway. Um, a mortgage is relatively cheap money. In ten years from now, you're going to have some raises. Your wife's going to have some raises. In twenty years from now, uh, the kids will be out of the house. You'll have some raises. Life will be. The mortgage payment will be a joke in 20 years to you. Yeah. So it's also a tax deduction. You'd be a fool. I pay the fool that pays off their mortgage. I want to do it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Roxanne in North Bay. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I ha- I'm currently in an uh, interest-only mortgage that okay. adjusted in 2012, and we have good credit up until this credit market came around and then they started declining, you know, they lowered your credit limit and then on your credit report, if you have more than 50% of your credit available use, it affects your credit score anyway. Long story short, I got paperwork that I'm eligible for a modification, but I thought a modification was bad for your credit. What would you do? How much are they going to lower your payment by? Um... I don't know. I haven't called them, but I, based on what I owe and what they're saying my property value is, there's about a $200,000 difference. Okay. Chad, do you, if you got a modification, Chad, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I'd take, I mean, it, it's coming. It basically, a lot of these institutions are getting money from TARP to modify loans to keep people in the houses. Guess whose money the TARP it, money is. Does that make it... I Then I heard from people that... that that they're, you know, they want you to pay money up front with no guarantee that they're going to give you a modification. No, no, and no. And it ruins your credit report. Here, here's the deal. First of all, you, you've got to look at two things. It sounds like you might be in a house that you might not be able to afford once interest rates adjust, right? Well, if the interest rates stay where they are, I should be fine. Okay, what if they adjust up 2 or 3% in the, in the coming years? Or what happens if you don't qualify for an interest only and you have to get a 30-year fixed? Yep. Right. Well, are you, if, are you, are you under... At five percent with good credit, I could do. But now I think they're messing around with my credit. No, no. Listen to listen to the question. If if you cannot qualify again for interest only loan, and you're forced to refinance at a thirty year fixed, are you going to be able to afford to stay in that house? If it was thirty year fixed, at yeah, 5%. where you're where you're paying yeah. principal and interest. Yeah, at five percent, I could. At five percent, you could. Okay. Yeah. So. Then it, higher than five percent, I don't think I could. Right. So you're you're probably going to have to do that at some point in the next five years, right. or you're going to have to short sell the house. You short sell the house, your credit's going to be messed up for two years. If you do a loan modification, you're just going to join the club of Americans that are doing a loan modification right now. So I take the opportunity while interest rates are low to try to do the loan modification. You don't necessarily need an attorney to go do this. You call. The mortgage company that you have that your mortgage is with, you ask for the loss mitigation mitigation department. Okay, the loss mitigation department, and what they're going to ask you to do is submit a detailed monthly budget where you sign and date it, a several pay stubs that you sign and date, and a hardship letter saying, you know, here's the issue: my income's gone down, or I did a stated income loan and I no longer make this amount of money. Tell them why you cannot can no longer afford the the current payment or when it adjusts. And uh, see what they can do. It's going to take, you know, probably about 60 days to get something done, but you might as well start now. And I don't think it's going to have that big of a deal uh, of effect on your credit. 
Um, if you're worried about your credit and you have other things you need to buy on credit, you know, maybe wait a little longer until I'm not buying anything on credit. Roxanne, good. Then what do you care about your credit for? Get your loan well, fixed. Because, well, because I come from a generation where, you know, having good credit meant something. That's why I'm Roxanne. not bailing on my loan. I'm not bailing on my credit cards. I'm just trying to do the right thing. Roxanne, pay my bills. Is my microphone on? <laughs> Roxanne, um, my mortgage broker, uh, Tony Mendez, my mortgage lender, Tony Mendez from com. he says, you're not going to be able to refi without equity anyways. Your only option is loan modification. He says, take it. So three experts here telling you to take it. I wouldn't really, really worry about your credit score. And thanks for the call. Chad, you know, I get emails all the time. People are worried about their credit score. Or what's going to happen to my credit score if I, I go into a foreclosure? What's going to happen to my credit score if I do a loan modification? What's going to happen to my credit score if I short sell? And I'm like, if you don't, you're going to get 60 years old and you're going to be in debt. Like you've made a huge mistake with real estate and people are worried about uh, their credit score when they're 200, 300, $400,000 upside down. Right. And it's before, stunning to me. Before things like TARP and stuff like that, I mean, the, the whole idea of, hey, you took this mortgage out, you screwed up, you lo- lied on the documents, you deal with it, right? It, that's a moral issue. But also to me, a moral issue is that the government pushed through this TARP money. Um, it's been allocated to larger corporations and things like that with not a lot of uh, you know, people finding out where the dollars are going and how exactly they're being used. And by the way, these are our children's dollars, our grandkids' dollars, and everything else. So if you can legally do a loan modification where, hey, your income's gone down, you can't afford your current payment, you want to avoid a short sale, and you really want to stay in the house, do it. Why are you not doing it? I don't understand. Do you remember the movie Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, there was a scene where they walked by a Pepsi machine and she's like, oh God, I can't believe it. It's $75,000. <laughs> right. And that's basically in the future with all this government money, you cut the value of the money and thus you have to raise the price in order to get the same amount of goods. So that's basically what you're talking about with government spending. So $75,000 soda. Exactly. So cut soda, Chad. Have that's four right. babies. I'm solving, I'm solving it all. Four babies with a 50% baby tax. A <laughs> baby tax they take two of our kids. <laughs> Let's go to Helen and Benicia. Helen, how are you? Oh, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, my question is, I would like to increase my contribution to Roth IRA, and I wonder what mutual fund will you recommend? I don't know. I don't really recommend, per se, because, Helen, when it comes time to sell a fund, I might be dead. And then I got you into something that I can't get you out of. So what I'm going to typically say is inside your portfolio, you want large, small, mid, you want international, and you want, when you're under 40, you want REITs. So when you're over 40, I think you want more bonds. So you get some sort of income. So those are the five things that you have to have. What, are you missing any of those? Then that's well, what I, I would already, be adding I to. I already have those for my 401k to my job. Okay. And I, I'm also... Already have the Roth IRA enterprise, uh-huh. and I would like to increase and to add, to add more money. Okay, I I don't know if I have an answer for you. And thanks for the call. Do, is there anything you want to add to that, Chad? Was I missing something there? Well, I think um, you know, it, it's a matter of yeah, we can't recommend a fund over the air, obviously, because we don't know the person. But I would take a look at um, you know either the Vanguard retirement strategy funds where you pick a date that you want to retire or Fidelity's Freedom Funds, maybe put a little bit into that. And when you want to branch out and pick your own funds, 
use the allocation that a, say a 2030 or 2040 fund has. So in other words, if you want to retire in 2040, find a 2040 fund, find out how much they have in large cap, small cap, mid cap, international bonds and the like, and go out and copy that by finding good mutual funds, funds that where the manager's been there for 10 years, where the average return has is is decent over a 10-year period. You know, one, three, and five-year average returns don't mean a thing. It's the five, you know, it's the 10-year average returns that mean something. So, uh, you know, start out easy, total stock market index funds, retirement strategy funds, and then branch out from there. So Chad and I are going to be doing an event one week from today, Retirement Boot Camp and Wealth Preservation. We're allowed back to San Rafael, Four Points Sheraton, you can meet us there. It's for wealthy people. It's not really for young people who are creating wealth. It's for people who need to manage their wealth in retirement and wealth preservation. Uh, you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. That's one week from tonight. Also, right now, well, you can go to the 910kenew.com blog, and you can chit-chat about what we're talking about. Um, I'll jump onto the blog during the commercial. Eight hundred. Uh, it's 910kenew.com. If you want to call the show, 800-345-5639. It's been the task. Hi, I'm Glenn Beck, coming up at noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Now, Rob Black. Video of the Year in the MTV Video Music Awards back in 1984, Chad. All right. Do you know the name of the album? Can you name the Cars album that they hit it big with? The name of the album. Um, I can almost picture the cover. Weren't they floating in a car in the cover of the album? I think so. Yeah. Heartbreak City. All right. And I'd I'd say something, but we'd have to dump it. (laughs) The woman in that video, let's just say she... 1984. Let's see. Let's do the math. What was I? 16. Let's just say a 16 year old boy had some time to kill with that video. And you know what stunk? Mental picture. I did not want. You know what stunk, Chad? We didn't have MTV then. Well, we did have MTV then, but you'd had to wait hours and hours and hours for the video to come back if you missed the first opportunity, or you'd have to watch like Friday night videos, which NBC had on um, right after uh, Letterman, and you would hope that it was being featured that week. Well, you remember a time when MTV actually used to play videos? They have a video channel now. You're so out of <laughs> touch. They've got like 19 channels of uh, versions of MTV. Let's go to Claudio. Let's go to Claudio in Pinole. Hello. Claudio. Hi. Uh, I have a question uh, regarding the couple callers ago um, saying about paying down his uh, her mortgage, or his mortgage, I think. Uh, and yet said that uh, it's not a good idea if you're young to pay pay down a mortgage, uh, allocate that money to investments instead. Uh, my question is, uh, my situation uh, being that uh, I'm not able to modify my, my mortgage because I, I make earn too much for what I pay in my mortgage, but I'm still upside down in my home, and I'd like to pay down the principal in order to 
you know, if the mortgage rates do go up in order to refi, because right now I'm not not able to refi my my property. So I don't know if uh, in in that case uh, that's it's, it's still a good idea to pay it down, or I'm not in a situation where I could foreclose because I have more than one property and um, I have uh, several properties. So, well, what do you think? Do you like the house that you're in right now? Absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> then just deal with what you have. Um, I mean, you're in a situation where there's really no point to paying down your mortgage just to get it so it's not underwater. I mean, it's just the real estate cycle that you're in right now. Unfortunately. But I'm in an adjustable rate. I, I think that's the important part that I look at. Um, I have an adjustable rate that runs off the, the LIBOR index, and it adjusts every year. I see what you're saying. So you're trying to get it to a point where they'll allow you to refinance if... Right, if the economy turns, you know, turns the other way and, and interest rates are going up, I, I'm not in a position where I could refinance my house. Yeah. Right, but see, here's the problem. Let's say you make extra payments on the mortgage and that time, that period in time, never, ever comes. And then all of a sudden you've socked a bunch of money away into a house that's upside down anyway, and you still can't refinance. So the better thing is to save the money somewhere else that's relatively safe Sock it away so that if that point in time comes, then okay, maybe you pay it down a little bit and refinance. But, you know, I think you're probably going to have to deal with the rates that you have. And luckily, the LIBOR is very, very low right now. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, I think you're probably okay for the next couple of years anyway. Where do you think a good place would be to store $1,000 a month, say? Uh, well, if you think you might use it in the next three to five years, it shouldn't be in stocks at all. Um, okay. If you're not sure if you're going to use it in the next three to five years, maybe a fund that's 50% stocks, 50%. Um, you know, tax-free bonds, for example. But that's pretty aggressive. Um, if you if you're definitely going to need it in three to five years, it should just be in FDIC insured money markets. FDIC money market. Okay. Thanks All for right. the call, Claudio. Thanks. Uh, Chad, I want to ask you. Um, yesterday, I got an email. Two days ago, I got an email from an older person in the Bay Area mm-hmm. who said um, that he had five hundred thousand dollars in coffee cans in his house. What was that address? I know. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? I knew somebody that had uh, 100,000 of the uh, Canadian um, gold coins underneath their mattress. And so isn't that uncomfortable to sleep on? <laughs> so people like that exist. It's just kind of pretty nutty, huh? Yeah. So we've hit all the content that you've sent me. Let's talk a little bit about 401ks. Let's talk a little bit about uh, 20-somethings and 30-somethings. Now, chat. let's use the premise that the next five years creates no good returns on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Let's say the economy struggles because of the employment. Should you still be doing a 401k if you're under the age of 40? Oh, definitely, because you're not investing for a three- to five-year period. You're investing to a 15- to 20-year period. And even over the last decade, when the S&P 500 is essentially about, what, flat, if slightly negative, if you would have looked and purchased um, dividend-growing stocks, stocks that pay a dividend and increase their dividend at least 10% a year, you'd actually probably have averaged about 6% over the last decade. Um, so when you're looking at the S&P 500 and the awful returns that you hear about on the news, that's just 500 of the largest companies in America. It's not the best companies in America necessarily. So if you're investing in a balanced portfolio, which is at least you know 20%, 30% stocks, um, you, you'll have a decent return. And you almost hope that the market's low for the next three to five years because you're investing for 15 to 20 years out. That's very true. And that's something, that I, uh, I guess, the best way of saying it. In your 401k, Chad, when did you get the best prices? In 2007 or 2009? And in 2009, answer, by absolutely. F- yeah, by far, yeah. 
you're able to get more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what you know. One of the rules of of picking your funds in your 401k is, um, I think, the biggest mistake that people make is they invest based on the one and three year average returns. They say, "Wow, this fund's doing the best. Let's buy that one." You should almost invest in the funds that have done the worst over the last one and three year return. Invest opposite of what your you know your initial instinct says because usually an asset class or a sector let's say it's you know telecom or an asset class like small cap it might be the top the best asset class to be in for about two to three years and then after that it usually finds itself at the bottom of the barrel so what you want to do is be buying at the bottom and uh, so ignore the one and three year returns only pick your funds based on you know 10 year average returns make sure the manager's still been there you know still there because there's been a lot of manager turnover recently. Now, yesterday, I was talking with Sebastian Koontz. He came in, and he, he was part of my rave show. Mm-hmm. And not only did he ruin my show, but he made me an angry person. <laughs> Good job, Sebastian. <laughs> He'll appreciate this. Maybe not. Why did he speak he Klingon goes, again? He goes, I don't, I don't have enough money to save. And I'm like, yes, you do. And that's my impression of Sebastian, by the way. He's going to love that. Um he has a, he bought a two hundred ninety nine dollar iPhone two years ago a year mm-hmm. ago, um, right there. That's one tenth of every year of what you need to save to become a millionaire at his young and uh, ripe and fruitful age. Uh, he gets a cell phone app, you know, he gets ringtones and he gets applications for his phone. So there's just another two dollars, three dollars, four dollars gone. It, it, bottled water. Do you know how much bottled water is, Chad? It's eight dollars a gallon. Yep. And you can get it eight hundred times cheaper by turning it on the tap. That's why water's the next oil, right? I think so. And I think uh, people who are drinking bottled water, you're rich, you're wealthy, you're, you're, you're throwing money away. So I'm not asking people though, Chad, and here's the question. Am I asking people to eat rice and water or bread no. and water? No. I'm asking people to say, look, look at your budget. And there has to be something there. Whether, you know, do you remember Christy who I dated many years ago? Yeah. Yep. She, she had a $4 electricity bill. It's the most amazing story I ever saw because she didn't shower at her house. She basically kept a refrigerator and that was it. She'd go to the gym. She'd work out at the gym. She'd shower at the gym. And she was proud of it. And at the time I was like, you're a cheap little nutcase. But she was a smart person. She wanted her money to go elsewhere. She didn't want it to go into electricity. She would unplug her battery for uh, her computer when she wasn't using it because it has that vampire effect. Well, you know, some of that stuff can also almost be a challenge and end up fun if you 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 know look at your bills and try to get them down as far as you want uh, over the last two months just in my house um i was trying to figure out why our electricity bill was up by a hundred bucks yeah kids keep leaving the back door open so when the ac is running it's just flowing right out the back door you know the good news on that is with the back door open someone's likely to come snatch them and then you don't have to pay for the college <laughs> the government the 50 percent <laughs> child tax president obama's stealing your children oh man Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Maybe it's not the kids leaving the door open. Maybe it's Chad. Oh, maybe it's my wife. You can go to the nine ten blog right here, right now. Nine ten kennyw.com. You can uh, join the blog. Uh, give us feedback on do you like the show? Do you hate the show? Um, I always like feedback. I always like feedback, except for when it comes from management and or dear and close friends. Uh, but from strangers, I'm good with feedback. Uh, doing a seminar next Thursday in San Rafael. For wealthy people, for retirees who are freaked out by the economy, for retirees who are freaked out by their draw rates, for retirees who want their nest egg to last till the day they die. You can sign up for that at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Help me. I've got no 
Rob Black is watching your wallet live and local. Call 1-800-345-KNEW. So Kimiko on the live blog was laughing about, uh, oh my God, I remember Friday night videos. And uh, there was one on TNT, Chad, and I think it was, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a video show and it was hosted by someone named Nina. And because, you know, I've got a bias. I like my ABC, NBC, CBSs. I don't really like my deep cable channels. Now I'm starting to appreciate the deeper cable channels, but TNT was kind of dark and dirty and, and Nina just didn't work for me. Man, you watch way too much TV, buddy. Do, do you, if anyone can come no up with it, what you're talking about. Heidi remembers it. She, I'm not alone. If someone can email me the name of that show, that's that's one that my brain will never remember. Uh, but yeah, Nina, she freaked me out. So she was too, she was like from New York, and I think she worked for one of the big uh, uh, radio stations, and she was supposed to be all hip and everything. But I don't know. I liked my music. Um, I guess like white bread, like Wonder Bread. So I liked it nice and clean and. Anyway, what about the video jukebox that you could call in and order for like 99 cents, whatever video you wanted. You remember that? I no. don't. There was a show that you can dial in and they'd change the music. Yeah. You could call in and uh, I think it was 99 cents and it would play whatever video you wanted. Just put you in the lineup. On television or at a bar? No, on television. On cable. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Must not have been I want your childhood around anymore. I want your childhood. Let's go to Mike and Cupertino. Mike, Mike and Cupertino. ETF on a, uh, it's a bear ETF on on the thirty year Treasury, and I'm in mortgage lending, and I just can't see interest rates staying low like they are. So I'm just thinking that's a no brainer. But I just wanted your input. Um, let me uh, rephrase what you said. You said ticker symbol TMV. Yes. Okay, and you basically want to hedge incredibly low rates because I agree with you. They're not going to stay at 5% for very long. As yeah. soon as the economy shows any signs of life or the inflation shows any uh, perks up, that 30-year treasury is going to take off. Now, I don't like leveraged ETFs. I'm going to be honest with you, Mike. Uh, I just don't like them. So I would go with a, a 10-year treasury play over this. Um, leveraged ETFs, a lot of people don't realize, they're take, they're putting options in. That will expire every month, every week, a couple weeks, things along those lines. And that option's expiring. If it doesn't do what you want it to do in that one month, you just lost some cha-ching. So part of that leverage is gone forevermore. I don't like this. They're, they're expensive products. Chad, do you want to comment on this? Yeah, I mean, the problem with some of these uh, ETFs that are inverse is also they're very thinly traded. So if something major happens in the market and you try to sell, you could get stuck with a really awful, awful price. I mean, really wow. bad. I've seen some mistakes that have been just ugly. And um, so what if you're going to play that, I, I would almost rather see you play the fund route. Um, RightX and uh, ProFunds both have rising rate opportunity funds. Uh, but sometimes you got to realize that if they're they're hedging, sometimes that you know when a when a bond when you buy a bond it pays interest out. So sometimes your fund will have fees plus the outflow of the interest on it. So you got to be careful if they're actually you know depending on what they're shorting. I don't think it's a good way to make a lot of money in the long run though. Um, I see the idea that he's going for that you know rates jacked way up and then they came back way down. The, the ETF that he's talking about is down about five percent right now. 
so he maybe is looking to buy. But you know, it's it's a definitely a trade. It's not really a way to get wealthy. Chad, this just in. It was Night Tracks. It was on TBS. It wasn't on uh, TNT. Night Tracks. Yeah, TBS kind of was TNT though. Okay. And you know why I didn't like it? Why's because that? TBS was owned by the rich guy. Um, not, not he married Jane Fonda. Ted Turner. And they had the Atlanta Braves on. The Atlanta Braves were always on this, this TV station. And it, for some reason, I didn't want to watch videos after following the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> the show ran. The show Thank ran for, for ten years. Chad. Wow. Eighty-three to ninety-two. Those were good times. Oh, I didn't have cable back then. We had, well, I, we had, I had rabbit ca- ears. I had cable in nineteen seventy. I lived in a van down by the river. I had cable in seventy-six, my friend. That's wow. how cool of a person I am. That's right. Go to phone calls. Let's go to Charles in Oakland. Charles? Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, my question is, I was listening to you earlier talking about the lady about a modification. Uh-huh. And if you, can you get a loan modification if you're upside down? And how does that affect your credit? Uh, I know she was so concerned about her credit. You mentioned something about a two-year hit on your credit if you do a modification. But can you get a loan modification? Charles, what I, would, what I would do, and thanks for the call, is you're going to be underwater. That means you owe more on your mortgage than the house is worth. You can do it up to 125%. So if you're in those numbers, you can get it modified down to 31 to 40% of your income amongst Obama's uh, basically housing plan. Now, not all lenders are going to play this game. And if you've done a refi on the loan, it's now become a recourse loan, and that ain't going to happen. Um, depending on the size of the loan, it may not happen as well because some lenders are saying, you know, we want it to be a conforming loan, an F- Fannie Mae, Fra- Freddie Mac loan. So I would contact your lender. I would document everything. Document your income. Document your budget. Write a letter saying, you know what? I've lost my job. You know what? I've been scaled back from 40 hours a week at the new me plant to 30 hours a week. So give some sort of proof that you're you're hurting. Chad Burton? Yeah, you got to give um, – I wouldn't say you lost your job because if you have no income, they're not going to care. Well, they're they're going to want to try to work backwards and make sure that your payment's around 38% or less. Chad, don't let the facts get in the income. way of a good good piece of advice. I won't. I won't. But uh, that's part of what you do in the in the the hardship letter that you write when you start this modification program is that, hey, my hours have been cut. And – I know I can't afford this house right now, but I also can't sell it because it's $200,000 undervalued. The, the bank does not want to foreclose on you, and they would rather not short sale. It costs them a lot of money, and they're going to get money from TARP to keep you in the place. So they want to work with you, but you have to you know, you got to play by the rules, and you got to do the work. Chad, plug the seminar real quick. You've got 30 seconds. Uh, retirement Boot Camp Thursday, San Rafael. We're going to talk about you know how you figure out whether or not you have enough to retirement for retirement, um, whether or not you can stay retired, and how you transition your portfolio from a wealth accumulation to a distribution. And people can find you at chadburton.com. You're a financial planner. Although it was a lot about home modifications today, we go with the flow, whatever's on your mind. Uh, you can find Chad Burton at chadburton.com. You can find me at robblack.com. Don't forget, I'm going to record the not-so-super-secret secret podcast coming up. Uh, you can find that at 910kenew.com. Rob Black. Weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.